Welcome to Misfits on Vinyl. My name is Spencer Stryker. I'm an actor, comedian, and one of your hosts. My name is Aaron. I am also one of your hosts. And an actor. Yes. Now we can say it! Yes. Aaron uh, just came from rehearsals. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm getting involved in that. I don't really know what I'm getting involved in. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's new every day, but uh, yeah, no, I'm... Uh, I'm uh, serving my community in this charity club, <laughs> and uh, one of the guys there put my name for it. He knew I used to act, and uh, now I'm doing this radio play at the Pump House next month. That's so cool, and also, it's really proof that the power of like persuasion yeah. will... like I put it out <laughs> into the universe. Every time I saw you, I was like, Aaron's an actor. And mm. what do you know? The universe is like... Aaron's an actor. You re- reverse psychological of myself. I did. Yeah. <laughs> now I am an actor. Now you are I'm, an actor. Yeah. My my rise to being poor again is about to start. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It will never end. Yeah. All right. Uh. So before we get started in the episode, uh, mm. if you enjoy the uh episode, yes. Uh, make sure that you like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Uh. On top of that, if you have a recommendation for an album for us to cover. Uh, shoot us an email, shoot us a DM. Yeah. Comment it below one of the videos. Yeah, that's a great call to action. Do anything that you must. Yes. If you want to hate us, hate us. We love that. And please hate listen all the way through. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All the way through. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so uh, our beer today from our official non-official sponsor of the podcast, Kevin Brewing. Come on. Is Rollerama, which is a chocolate banana porter. I really dig this beer. I tried it uh, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, when I swung by cabin and hung out for a few hours and, uh, was hanging out with, uh, uh, Sam, Sam, the tech man and, uh, Andrew Elderbridge of, uh, the Sunstrokes. Very nice. Uh, yeah. So this is a very tasty beer. It tastes like a, uh, banana chocolate chip muffin. Ooh. But in a beer. Interesting. Um, I, I do like banana chocolate chip muffins. So this is a, this is a good thing. Yeah, they they're quite delicious. I am I do a shit job of pouring every week. Also, it's fun hanging out with Sam when he's at work. I don't know if you got the the tour, but I did. I, I've got the tour and it's very cool. I got I got the full tour. Uh here, let's cheers. Ugh. Ooh. I got a lot of foam. Mm. It's ah, good. That is tasty. Yeah, it's nice. Um yeah, no, I got the full tour. Nice. I got the full tour of the uh, faculties. Mm. Speaking of tours, Oh, Aren't yes. you going on tour? I am going on tour. Nice. Uh, Invermere on May 13th. Uh, Swift Current and Medicine Hat, I believe, May 18th and 19th. Or uh, 19th and 20th. And then the 27th, I'm in Kelowna, BC. Mm. And then June 2nd to the 6th, I'm on uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, Port Alberni, Campbell River, Courtney, Nanaimo, and Victoria. Nice. Uh, so get your tickets. Come on out. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's the sad cry ha ha tour. Uh, and I named it that because this lady came up to me, uh, in Cranbrook last year when I was opening for Brittany, mm-hmm. uh, after the show, this lady came up and she said to Brittany, she was like, you had me cry laughing. And then she turned to me and she was like, you had me sad crying. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Ouch. Uh, so the sad cry ha ha tour tickets are on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, get them while you can. Yeah. Where do you buy them? Uh, Eventbrite. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm doing all of the I'm handling all of the ticket sales for all of the venues, uh, which is good. So I know I know where we're at. I think Invermere is doing the best, which is makes sense. It's mm-hmm. the first one, and we announced it first. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, and I also used to live there, so that also helps. Hometown boy coming home. Yeah, got got quite a few people that I haven't seen in twenty years being like, "Hey, I'm gonna come out and see you do comedy." I'm Christ. like, "You might hate me." That might not. That <laughs> might. That won't be awkward at all. No, not at all. Uh, okay, so uh, we got a new segment this week. Yes, courtesy of Sam Sam. Courtesy of Sam Sam the Tech Man. Mm-hmm. We need a stinger. We need a theme for this. So if anybody wants to do one for us, uh, this segment is called Sam's Today in Music History. Ooh. So we need we need a theme song. Yes, That's another do. call to action that we have. Yeah. Make us a theme song for Sam's Today in Music History. <laughs> um, okay, so the day that we're going over is the day this episode comes out. Yes. March 15th. Ooh. Now, in 1999... 
Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, and Billy Joel were all inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. Uh, in 1955, Elvis signed a management contract with Colonel Tom Parker. Mm. Uh, Parker had previously managed the Great Parker Pony Circus, uh, with one of the acts being a troop of dancing chickens. <laughs> and he was so amazingly performed by Tom Hanks in yeah. the Elvis movie. Honestly, I was surprised. I I was surprised how bad it was. You thought it was bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. I was uh, like, I, I didn't even realize that Tom Hanks was in that movie until the credits. No, I thought. Yeah. Dude, you, I didn't recognize him. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. No I thought that that was a really good fucking job. I was like. Wow. I got something for you. Do you know Tom Cruise is in Tropic Thunder? Yes. Okay, okay. Just yeah, yeah. making sure you don't. <laughs> but no, I thought he was like venturing into Razzie territory. When that really? Bad oh, yeah. With the accent. Wow. I was like not really sure where it was based out of. I, I mean, but we also don't really know where it was based out of. Yeah, but I uh, I mean, I am personally unbiased. I don't like Tom Hanks. So uh, controversial as it is, I dislike him. You don't like being. Forrest Gump? No, it's a bad movie. Really? Yeah. You think that Forrest Gump's a bad movie? I do. What the I fuck? think it's just okay. I mean, okay, I'll say this. The thing I don't like about the movie is how Jenny just abuses the shit. Yeah, well, that's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like, um, you know, anything revolutionary. There's some certainly some funny scenes in it. There's like, some great scenes. Yeah, but I can't say it's like, um, you know, <laughs> better than the Shawshank Redemption. Okay, fair. Yeah. But what about Philadelphia? Actually, I've never seen it, so I can't say. He's great in Philadelphia. Yeah. Big? I've seen Big. Yep. Yeah, Big is okay. Um, It's more in recent times I don't like him because I also dislike his son. And then. Yeah, which son? uh, (laughs) Chet. 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 The one that he also dislikes. Yeah, the one he also dislikes. Um, And then I I more dislike him, I'd say, outside of his acting. Mm. Um, Like. How he was at the Golden Globes when Ricky Gervais was... Uh, oh, his stink face? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, then I didn't like all of his, like, fucking high talk during the pandemic. He annoyed oh, the yeah. shit out of me, yeah. Yeah, that was annoying. Uh, what I what I did like about the, the Golden Globes thing, though, was that uh, I took a screenshot. Like, I, I was watching it with Siobhan. This is like, right when we first started dating. Uh, I saw him make that face, and we were both like, that's so funny. We were around it, screenshotted it, and started making memes out of it. And <laughs> it was already blowing up with memes of that on the internet. And I was yeah. like, ah, I was just in the nick of time on this. Uh, yeah, it, was, um, it wasn't even one of his worst jokes. It was just a Felicity Huffman joke, making a license plate. And he was like... <gasps> He's all fucking bent out of shape oh, about it. No, his one that he, he got bent out of shape about was Ricky Gervais saying, uh, uh, so when you come up here, thank your God, thank your agents, and fuck Oh, that's off. the one. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, Because he, he was right, like, that's nobody right. gives a fuck about your opinions. That's not, that, that's not even that bad either. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it, and realistically, it's what everybody's thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody wants to hear any, like, I'm sorry, but DiCaprio uh, accepting his Oscar and then talking about climate change. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nobody wants to hear that when you have your yacht and private jet. The private Shut jet, the yeah. Fuck up. Yeah, no, but, um, yeah, I thought he was bad in that Elvis movie, so that's a good, uh, good little little tidbit. That, um, that is. Sam Sam. All right, so in 1997, the Spice Girls went to number one on the UK charts with uh, Mama, mm. making them the first act ever to have their first single reach number one on the UK charts. Nice. Which is kind of amazing that they were the first. Yeah, that is a little bit. I don't even know that song. No, that's not ringing any bells to me. No. I thought you might have known it. No, I But am. what, uh, Sam, do you know it? <laughs> okay, Sam okay. doesn't know it either yet. We don't know that song. Yeah, that's okay. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> deep dive into the deep dive into the Spice Girls <laughs> discography next episode. Yeah, we'll we'll go through all of the uh, all of the Spice Girls. Yeah. Who's your one. favorite Spice Girl? Um, Sporty Spice. I, I was going to say yeah. that too because that's the only one I know. Yeah, no. Scary Spice. Scary that's Mel B. Posh right? Spice. Yeah, Posh Spice. That's uh, Victoria Beckham. Yeah. What about Ice Spice? Ice Spice. I like Ice Spice. Ice ah. Spice. She gets hate on it on the internet, but I don't mind her. That song, dude. That boy's a layer. And also has more monthly listeners now than the Beatles, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. That's impressive. Uh, in 2015, Mike Porcaro, uh, bassist of Toto, died following a battle with Lou Gehrig's disease. Ooh. That is fucked. Yeah. Heard, is it the famous clip of Lou Gehrig? No. Talking in the... Um, after well, I mean, it's uh, the disease. It's named after him. It's ALS, but he's fucking. Uh, he gives a big speech at Yankee Stadium, dude. Yeah, really he retires. Yeah, it's like uh, quite the 
tearjerker. Wow. I'd love to ream up a quote from it, but I've only watched it once. So <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, it's not in the back of my mind. But yeah, it's like, you know, he's in front of everybody, like retiring and saying, you know, lots of nice things. <laughs> Insert quote now. Wow. Yeah. yeah That's, uh, you know what? After that quote was inserted. Yeah. <laughs> brought a tear to my eye, too. I 100% guarantee Sam will not insert a quote. I, I guarantee yeah, yeah, that, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. In 1975, <laughs> the Doobie Brothers went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with Blackwater, the group's first U.S. number one. Nice. Doobie Brothers, fucking, oh, yep. so great. Uh, in 2010, Sony Music announced the biggest recording deal in history uh, with the estate of Michael Jackson worth more than $200 million. The deal involved 10 album projects over seven years, including one of previously unreleased material. Uh, Sony had sold about 31 million copies of Jackson's albums worldwide since his death on uh, the 25th of June, 2009. Wow. We talked about Michael Jackson before. We have. If you want to hear us talk about Michael Jackson, yes. go to episode five of mm-hmm. Misfits on Vinyl. Our, yeah, or, yeah. No, episode four. It's our Halloween show. It's our Halloween it's episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. 1972, DJ Robert W. Morgan played the Donny Osmond version of Puppy Love for 90 minutes on the radio station (laughs) KHJ in Los Angeles. LAPD mistakenly raided the station studios after receiving numerous calls from listeners confused, (laughs) and the officers left without making any arrests. (laughs) That's brilliant. Yeah, nice. How fucking obnoxious would that be? Mm. That's like that one radio station in uh, in uh, Vancouver that started off their like uh, they launched their station by playing fucking what song was it? Oh, it was a Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, Killing in the Name yeah. of, and they played it nonstop for like two weeks leading oh, up God. to the launch. What a uh, and they were trying to get listeners. Yeah. Oh, why? I don't I know. It was a marketing campaign because they kept saying that like their entire staff got laid off, and that's why they're playing this song mm. over and over. Interesting. I don't know. The brilliant part of radio is that you press a button and you can change the channel. I can't believe people fucking called the cops over it. That is, yeah. You couldn't, couldn't, like, flip the stations. Although, in 1972, there was probably two stations. Yeah, but you could probably flip through one of them. (laughs) The other one's probably NPR. Yeah, fuck. Talk radio. They're like, listen, you gotta do something about the Ruskies. Yeah, Tricky Dick is at it again. (laughs) Tricky Dick is at it again. What's going on at the Watergate Hotel? In 1972, I think that would have been LBJ, wouldn't it? No, was he? No, I think that's right around Watergate time, man. But Watergate was 75. Watergate was happening, I think, at that time, but it was LBJ. No. No, I think Nixon got... Nixon was late 60s. Yeah, I think he was 69. But I thought that he was... We're later, yeah, but he, he they resigned. broke they broke into the hotel in seventy two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't really know. That none of us really know American history, but I I like the idea that we're gonna. I'm just, pretty sure I I gotta prove I'm right right now. This is looking. All right, while you do that, I'm gonna say that in 1975 on March 15th, a tragedy happened. Mm. Will I am was born. Mm. <laughs> Without Will I am, we wouldn't have LMFAO. Yeah, where's the love? Oof, <laughs> oof, okay. That seemed like a double negative. Oh, <laughs> LMFAO? Yeah, I, I, he served as president from 69 to 74. Oh, shit, okay. Watergate happened in 72. And then he resigned in 74. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought you'd seen Forrest Gump. You would have known that. You know uh, what? I, it's- when he visits Richard Nixon being such a fan of Forrest Gump. Um, you know, thought you would know your timelines a little bit I better. I don't know my timelines yeah. very well. I I mush it all together. I just dunked so hard. You dunked? I dunked on you. Oh fuck! <laughs> so off. hard. U.S. history starts around Reagan. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I know some Carter. I know Reaganomics. I know, I know a little bit. I've watched lots of. Uh, oh, you know what? Countries. I fucked it up because I thought about uh, I I I got it confused because yeah, LBJ was like. Uh, Kennedy died. It was LBJ mm. in the '60s up until uh, Nixon. <laughs> Fuck, I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Title for the podcast: Two idiots discover American <laughs> history. <laughs> Work through their vague knowledge of American history. It's yeah, it's not Why going well. Just go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
being a gate, I thought it implied it had holes, right? Yeah. Okay, so releases that came out this day. Interesting. Earth, Wind, and Fires. Uh, that's the way of the world in 1975. Mm. Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly in nice. 2015. Kiss releases Destroyer in 1976. Daft Punk's uh, Human After All releases mm-hmm. in the U.S. a day after Europe in 2005. Very cool. Talking Heads released Naked in 1988. And the Eagles released their self-titled album in 2005. Nice. Eagles. <laughs> uh, did you, is that a typo, or, or did you spell... Eh, probably a typo. Is it... But I'm like, is that a different band? Because it's just E-A-G-E-L-S. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <Okay>. Eagles. <laughs> Eagles. Eagles. Their self-titled debut, Eagles, with Motel <laughs> Nevada <laughs> as the leading track. <laughs> Welcome to the Motel Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a casino (laughs) and a vending machine. All our oxygen is pumped in through the ceiling. (laughs) You get free drinks. (laughs) And you can smoke in here. Our rooms are rented by the hour. (laughs) Don't ask us why. (laughs) We don't care if you walk in. With a girl or a guy. <laughs> Welcome to the Motel Nevada. By the Eagles, my favorite, my favorite Eagles cover band. The Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. I just thought of the Wiggles. I thought of Eggo Waffles. I would love one right now. Oh man, me too. Yeah. I uh, okay. So, gonna get into uh, that was fun. That was Thanks, fun. Sam. I like that. that. Fun. I like that. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good little little thing to do each week. Okay, but we need a stinger for it. Yeah. So any band out there, um, preferably the Eggles. Preferably the Eggles. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe we can make Motel Nevada our theme song for now. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I you know what uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some uh, if if we don't get a song in the next week. Yeah. I'm going to reach out to some bands and get us a song for Sam Sam's music history. Nice and. That'll be our stinger for each week. I thought you were going to say you were going to do it yourself, and then I was going to be like, please, God, no. No, no, God, yeah. no. I'm not going to subject an audience to that ever again. <laughs> That's how you play Jesus. smoke on the water. Oh, okay. My smoke on the water was pretty good. I got to say, it was it was pretty bang on. It was about where... you try to power cord smoke on the water? Yeah, you sounded... It's so who doesn't power cord smoke on the water? Everybody. You were you were you were in deep purple. You were shallow violet that day. Ah, <laughs> I was more of a light maroon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shallow maroon that day. Um. Anyways, we got a fu- we got a fun episode today. Actually. Uh, it's fun because I wrote this episode, so it's always interesting when I get to rep- write an episode so I can interrupt Spencer the whole time with my superhuman memory. Um, okay, so every episode, yes, we review an album. We do. Uh, sometimes it's one of our favorites. Yes. Sometimes it's a popular one. Mm. Sometimes it crosses the middle of the Venn diagram of both of them. Yes. I would say this one is probably one of those. Yeah. Uh, so the album that we're reviewing this week is drum roll, please. Lightning bolt. Uh, coloring book by Chan the Rapper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> coloring book by Chano. Okay, so it's the third mixtape by American rapper uh, Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was recorded at the CRC Studios in Chicago. Uh, Chance took inspiration from Kanye's creative process and rented out the entire studio, setting up beds and living there until the album was completed. Coloring Book was released independently on May 13th, 2016, exclusively on Apple Music, uh, before being made available to other streaming services on May 27th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fusion of hip-hop, gospel, and jazz. It does those pretty well, I would say. It does, yeah, uh, certainly. Fusing them together. Um Chance explores topics such as his return to faith, coming home to Chicago from L.A., uh, familial duties, uh, duties, duties, uh, his Xanax addiction, the violent crime in Chicago, and being an independent artist in the modern music industry era, growing up in Chicago, even throwing in a few Harry Potter and anime references. Yes, yes, of course. is quite interesting, yep. I have to say. There's been some, there was some funny ones that I, I noticed while listening to it. Uh, Slate journalist Jack Hamilton noted Coloring Book was the first true gospel rap masterpiece. 
Uh, and Chris X of Pitchfork summed it up perfectly, saying, Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book is one of the strongest rap albums released this year, an uplifting mix of spiritual and grounded that even an atheist can touch this, uh, catch the spirit to. Yeah, I like that quote. Even an atheist can catch a spirit to it. Which, uh, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I don't believe in God, but Chance certainly made me consider it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> especially listening to it all week, I'm like, oh yeah, he really loves God. Yeah. Well, like you know, later on in his career, he loves his wife, so it's like he, God first, wife second. So you know, kids will respect, be third. Yeah, I gotta respect. <clears throat> well, he says he raps quite a bit about having his daughter, um, which happened just before this album came out, which is a interesting transition in his life as well. Yeah, um, and and uh, yeah, because he has the one line about like uh, my ex had a baby, now I'm now I love her more than anything. Yeah, it's like aw. Yeah, cute. yeah, they had. Uh, I mean, his personal relationship. Which we'll dive into, too. I mean, they were on again, off again. Now they're married, and he won't shut up about it. So there's a... Um, Which, you know what? Good for him. Yeah, I'm good happy for him. For him. I'm, I'm glad that him. he is a happy fella. I just want him to make good music again. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, this was the only uh, Chance the Rapper album I've ever listened to. Really? I started listening to Acid Rap, and then Acid Rap is... Now it's on, it's on Spotify. It's missing a couple tracks on it. I think it's missing Juice. Just Juice, right? Yeah, which sucks. But I listened to that when it came out. Um, I did. I, then obviously I went back and listened to Ten Day, um, but I like his stuff. And then Up to Coloring Book, and then Surf he did as well. I like. Um, but recently, I haven't been enjoying his music as much. Whether really? that's his foray into pop music with like his collabs with like Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber and DJ Khaled, um, and then also The Big Day, which is his first feature album. Yeah, yeah. Which was a bad day for me when I turned it on because <laughs> it fucking sucked, um, which was it was it was really disappointing because it took like three years and there was so much hype around it. And it. Yeah, there is an iconic Snapchat memory of, on my story where it's me being like, big day just came out. I'm so stoked. And mm. then it's like you can see the track list. I'm like halfway through. I'm like, this shit fucking sucks. I, I, I honestly I honestly had maybe listened to it three times. Yeah. Yeah, I think the op- I think the opening track is the only song I really liked. Um, I mean, all you have to do, Spencer, is listen to the track "Hot Shower." Oh no! Um, yeah, it's like a hot shower of diarrhea. Oh no! Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, um, that's my. But I mean, to this album, his momentum had not dipped up to this point. He gotten better and better and better. And this is, you know, as of now in my opinion, his best album, mm. which is why I picked it to review it, because it's a really, really great mix of, um, like we said, gospel, hip-hop. He kind of, I think, I mean, kind of did what Kanye wanted to do on The Life of Pablo, um, but he did it, like, full, wholeheartedly. Like, mm-hmm. Kanye said, oh, I'm making a gospel rap album, um, and he didn't really fall through, and he didn't really fall through that well on Jesus is King either. Um but this was like, you know, I kind of felt like this is what Kanye really wanted to do. Like, this would yeah. be like, you know, what, you know, the actual full vision, um, which makes sense because Chance worked on that album as well. So, yeah. And um. and I was going to say, like, the the fact that Chance was so uh, inspired by Kanye is very, mm-hmm. very evident because that was one of the first things that I noticed. Like, I had obviously it's weird because I had actually heard a fuck ton of the songs on this album before. Mm-hmm. And like. Some of them were in my playlist already, like yeah. my like songs, like Same Drugs and, and All Night, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought was really interesting was that listening to it uh, the first time, just hearing how similar his flow is to Kanye's and how similar his like, uh, uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, like how similar the production is. And I guess it makes sense that Kanye was a producer on this yeah, album. Yeah, he, but... he, he, on a couple songs. And I mean, Kanye's got a really, like, he's a little different with Kanye because Chance's tone of voice is so unique. And, yeah. like, his ad libs are also very unique. A lot of people, it's a lot, like, a lot of people love it or hate it. Um, I think for a time, a lot of people loved it. Um, like, he's like, yeah. And, like, all of his oh, little, God. Ah, ah, ah. All yeah, that, yeah. yeah, all that <laughs> shit, all the extra shit. A lot of people, like liked it quite a bit at the time. I mean, I, this album was fucking. This would have been 2016. I was graduating high school. This was right towards the end of my 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 senior year. And fucking dude, we played the shit out of this. I don't think I turned it off for like the whole month. I remember being in the limo <laughs> and for fucking uh, for the fucking grad, we were listening to this shit. Um, yeah, I abused the shit all summer. I abused the shit out of this album, dude. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I loved it quite a bit. That's really funny. 
Um, okay, so speaking about the producing, mm-hmm. uh, it was produced by his group, The Social Experiment. Yep. Uh, Lido and uh, Kai Taranda. Yeah, who's from Montreal. Yeah, both grew up in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, other contributions to the production and writing were Kanye West, Justin Vernon, mm-hmm. our boy Bonavere, mm-hmm. uh Dram, Francis and the Lights, uh, Kirk Franklin, Young Thug, Donnie Trumpet, and many more. I think it's funny that he, he, he shouts out Donnie in like the, the mm-hmm. third song, and he's like, uh, God gave me a voice. He gave Donnie a trumpet so that if my voice is gone, like D- Donnie can yeah. shout or whatever. It was like one of those lines. I was like, that's pretty fucking dope. One thing to note too, Donnie trumpet has now changed like their stage name. They're Nico Siegel now. Um, I'm not really sure this, the history behind that or what that might be his real name. I'm assuming his real name is not Donnie trumpet. Um, uh, could be though, which is fucking, which you're almost born to play the trumpet. If your name is yeah. fucking Donnie, we come up from a history of trumpeteers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's now Nico Siegel. I did, I did say Don, I wrote Donnie trumpet just because it's referenced quite a bit in mm. the album. So, but Nico Siegel is now, um, Donnie Trump. Wow. Yeah. So and, that makes and any sense. He plays the trumpet. He and does he still change it. his fucking name from yeah. Donnie Trumpet, which is so perfect. Yeah. Now he plays the trombone and the clarinet. Oh, God. Yeah. Doesn't define him. He's not boxed in anymore. Get the clarinet out of here. He's like, I want to learn new instruments, but my name myself, Trumpet. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Willie Guitar trying to learn yeah. the drums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't work out very well. All right. Uh, the album features many prominent uh, features of heavy hitters in the hip hop, pop, and R and B genres, and many artists from Chance's hometown of Chicago's, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago's, 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 Chicago's. Uh, okay, featured vocalists include Kanye West, the Chicago Children's Choir, Lil Wayne, Two Chains, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremiah Francis and the Lights, Dram, Jamala Woods, Young Thug, Lil Yachty, Saba, Justin Bieber, Tokyo. Yeah. That is such a weird name. Uh, Knox Fortune, Jay Electronica, Future T-Pain, Kirk Franklin, No Name, uh, Aaron Allen Kane, Ty Dolla Sign, Rari, BJ the Chicago Kid, and Anderson Pack. Nice. Jesus Christ, that was nice. a mouthful. Yeah, but there's so many good ones in there. I had to had to include them all. There is quite a few good ones in there. Mm. And then there's Ty Dolla Sign. I like Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> He's great on uh, The Blessing Reprise. That's uh, You know what? That's fair, because I didn't even notice him on it. Yeah, so he sings. That is He's, actually yeah. good. Mm. Uh, leading up to the writing and recording of Coloring Book, Chance had been working with Kanye on his album The Life of Pablo, co-writing and appearing on several tracks, including Ultra Light Beam, Father Stretch My Hands Part 1, Famous Feedback, and Waves. Even convincing Kanye to delay the album's release so that the track Waves could be finished and included on the track listing. Which is mm-hmm. a good idea, because that's one of the best songs on yeah, the album. Yeah, it is. Um, as, this, uh, as with his other mixtapes, uh, 10 Day and uh, Acid Rap, the cover art was painted by Chicago-based artist Brandon Bro, who uh, depicted uh, Chance holding his baby daughter below the frame in order to capture his expression on his face. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's a nice little album cover. That is know. a nice little album cover. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, insert Aaron's fun bit. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a sex thing. Could be. <laughs> but, uh, there's some really wonderful uh, lyrics on this album. Okay. So I printed some off, and I got the le- the genius lyrical descriptions for you, Spencer. Okay. Um, so we'll start with Two Chains on No Problem. Okay. Quote, run shit like diarrhea. Genius. <laughs> Diarrhea causes stools to be overly <laughs> runny. Two change planes on the plays on the dual meanings of shit. One meaning feces, the other meaning the game. His entrepreneurial mind has helped him climb to the top of the hip hop totem pole. That's a little annotation next to that one. Uh, next, I have two chains also on no problem. I'm so high bracket. I'm so high bracket. Me and God dappin. Bracket. All right. Bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Much of Chance's music is based around religion, and Chance ingratiates himself with the Lord by getting so high that he can give him a dap. Oh, my fucking God, dude. What? Chance on All We Got. I might give Satan a swirly. (laughs) Genius. The swirly is a school bullying technique in which the victim has their head stuck in a flushing toilet. Chano's so righteous, he even bullies the devil. 
Dude, my grandpa gave me a swirly when I was five years old. I'm not kidding. He dunked my head in the toilet and fucking flushed it. I've never had a swirly. That sounds like traumatic, Spencer. Dude, it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound funny. I, I went and like rubbed my head on their couch <laughs> when it was it had the toilet water on it. I thought that was funny. You should maybe talk to your therapist about this, <laughs> about this one. Uh, <laughs> next, chance on all night. A, last girl. She a lie on the seat. She'll fart on the seat. Now she jog in the streets. Genius. He starts telling this girl about how her predecessor would always take advantage of him. The fact that she would fart on the seat shows that she was getting way too comfortable and believed that she wasn't going to be replaced no matter what she did. However, now that same girl is not with Chance anymore. This is, the ki- this is a kind of a warning to the current girl. Don't take advantage of Chance or you'll end up in the same way. You'll end up the same way as the last girl did. Okay, you know what's really funny about that is, uh, okay, uh, I, we went out for Siobhan's birthday. Yeah. We went to 10 Foot Henry's, mm-hmm. and she got mad at me, and then I leaned back in my chair and farted so <laughs> loud. And, like, I don't know if you know 10 Foot Henry's, but it's yeah. pretty fucking fancy. Nice. <laughs> I just ripped ass in this fancy The fact that Spencer would fart on the seat shows that he's getting <laughs> way too comfortable and believed he wasn't <laughs> going to be replaced no matter what he did. And then finally, I have the great lyricist Lil Wayne on No Problem. Coding got me moving slower than a caterpillar race. <laughs> Genius. Coding is an opiate found in cough syrup. The effects of the drug include drowsiness, which is why Wayne is moving so slowly. Oh, Jesus Like Christ. a caterpillar. Fucking hell. Dude, Genius is, is so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some great. There's some other really good ones in there, too. I, I didn't want to include just for time's sake, but there's some really, really great ones for this album. Now, I have a question. Do you think that those are AI generated or did a person I sit think they were and... a person, person generated. So them. definitely old white person. I think they were doing it. Like for humorous effect, yeah, yeah. Because some of them was like when Chance is rapping on one of the tracks, he's rapping about how his dog is waiting for him at the gates of heaven. And it's like Chance's dog, Chance and his dog are good friends. That's why the dog is waiting for him <laughs> at the gates of heaven because he is Chance's friend. It's like fucking so stupid. Um, so you know, I think some of them are made for comic effect. That's those are my, so those funny. are my favorites. Um, I thought I, I thought I put that together for you. Jesus, that is funny. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh, about the artist, mm-hmm. uh, Chancellor Bennett was born in Chicago, Illinois, on April 16th, 1993. His father, Ken Williams Bennett, was an aide to the late Chicago Mayor Harold Washington and then-Senator Barack Obama. His mother, Lisa Bennett, worked for the Illinois Attorney General, and Bennett grew up in the middle-class neighborhood of West uh, Chatham on Chicago's south side. Uh, Bennett personally met Barack Obama in his youth. And discussed his aspirations to be a rapper, to which Obama responded with, word. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, that was worth noting. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so Bennett's uh, interest in music began with Michael Jackson, who he exclusively listened to on cassettes until the fifth grade. Uh, he began listening to hip-hop after hearing Through the Wire by Kanye West on the radio while walking through Hyde Park in Chicago. Uh, after finding out the song was on West's debut album, The College Dropout, he purchased the album, making it the first hip-hop album that he listened to. Uh, he considers West to be a huge influence on him and has said that uh, he has uh, inspired. He was inspired to begin rapping by Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, many of Chance's earliest performances took place at the U-Media Lyricist Loft at Harold Washington Library in Chicago. After placing second in a local songwriting contest, Bennett met then-Chicago mayor Richard M. Daly, who enjoyed his music. Bennett spent most of his junior year and a small amount of his senior year writing a draft for his debut project, Ten Day. Released independently on Dat Piff in 2012, it was downloaded over 500,000 times. Yeah. Holy shit. And the title for that get is given because he got suspended for ten days for having weed on him at school. Wow. Yeah, and like there's like there's a little bit of a folktale about him too. It's like, oh, he recorded it in the ten days. No. It took about a span of eight months to record the album. Yeah. Um, but that certainly, that time kind of... Um, kicked off some of the process with it right so what's really funny about that is that he only got 10 days yeah that like most most schools that's like expulsion yeah i fucking almost got expelled in grade nine 
for uh it, oh god <laughs> <laughs> what did you have i did okay uh this is <laughs> so uh, a buddy of mine i went over to his house at lunch and uh we made some uh we, we poured out some pepsi and then poured some rye in it nice and we came back to school and we were drinking it and then his little cousin ran up and then my buddy gave his little cousin a drink of this his little cousin's like in grade five and then that's uh, fucked up yeah yeah and then he's like he's like oh that's gross what was that and was like fuck i said his name you got to bleep that sam uh he was like oh that's whiskey and then uh and then the kid was like gross three days later we get pulled into the principal's office because that kid went and told his mom his mom fucking was like oh yeah they gave me whiskey and uh i so we're sitting there and the principal's like now uh, I heard that you brought liquor to school and you gave it to children. And like, now in all fairness, I did not give it to children. I would like to make that very clear. Mm. And I was like, I was shitting my pants because she's like, this is grounds for expulsion. And yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And I was just thinking like, my mom's going to kill me. My mom's going to kill me. And then it's like thought on the spot so quickly. He's like, oh, fuck. I said his name again. Fuck. I keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> um, he goes. What, whiskey? Oh, no, that wasn't whiskey. It was just some old pop that we found in my backyard, and we thought it'd be funny to give it to people and see what they thought. And then the principal was like, oh, okay. And that was the end of it. And I was like, holy shit, I wouldn't have been able to think of that. Like, that was so quick. I was old, like... The old pop trick, eh? The old pop trick. How do we what do I remember what we were On talking? April 30th, 2013, <laughs> Bennett released his second mixtape, Acid Rap on Dat Piff. Dat Piff. Uh the record was uh has been downloaded over 1.5 million times and he enlisted guest appearances from Twista, Vic Mensa, Saba, BJ the Chicago Kid, Action Bronson, mm. Childish Gambino and Ab Soul. On Metacritic, the uh, mixtape received an average score of 86 based on 21 critics who indicated universal acclaim. Yeah. Wow. It's a great listen. That's, uh... That's personally my favorite project he's ever put out. I fucking love that. Yeah, it's a really, really good listen. Um... I fully recommend it. There's a couple. I mean, Juice is a great track, too, but you can't listen to it. I got the juice. I got the juice. 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 juice, juice. Why is it not available? I don't know. He said it couldn't get it cleared. Yeah, it couldn't get cleared. There's some samples on it that he couldn't get the rights to. Uh, Since it was a mixtape on a different platform, it couldn't get transferred to Spotify. But, like, you can go listen to it on SoundCloud. Still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on YouTube still as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if it was Kanye West, you would take out the uh, C.E. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Oof. Another bad one for me. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah. I got nothing but bad ones right now. Uh, okay, on May 5th, 2014. On May 5th, 2014, XXL revealed uh, Bennett was included in their annual freshman class alongside mm. fellow up-and-comers Aisha R- Rashad. Isaiah Rashad. Isaiah Rashad. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign, Rich Homie Kwan, Vic Mensa, August Alsina, uh, Troy Av, uh, Kevin Gates, Lil Bibby, John Corner, Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk, yeah. And Jaron Betton. There's only a couple of those names I can still really say uh, making good music. Isaiah Rashad makes good music. I would say be worth dabbing into. Lil Rich Dirk. Homie Kwan. Yeah, Rich Homie Kwan. Um, uh, Lil Dirk still makes music. Um, there's a couple of them. There's Lil Bibby. I don't know Lil Bibby. <laughs> I don't know why there's so many Lil. I like. Is it Rich Homie Quan on the song Lifestyle? I don't know if you know that one. No. Yeah. Do you know Lifestyle? It might be. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's YG and uh, Rich Homie Quan. But it's like. It's only beginning. That's how the chorus goes. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's only the Jesus. Yeah, like, uh, listen to it. I'm telling you. Yeah, it sounds need... like your other impression. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam. That wasn't meant to be spoken about. <laughs> there may have been a... Uh, <laughs> may have been something uh, inappropriate. <laughs> oh, it's Young Thug. It's Young, it's young, it it's young Thug and Witch Homie Kwan. <laughs> this episode's off the rails already. This is still off the rails. Yeah, he's coming up right now. Got like four ounces in the 20s. 
fuck is happening right now was that not a good impression i thought i nailed it listen to it again you know what i think is really funny you know what i think is really funny uh, hold on hold on hold on hold on <laughs> did i not nail it like fucking <laughs> hell okay i love that before we started this episode we were we were talking about the percentage of people that listen all the way through <laughs> and how how seriously we're taking the podcast how right now seriously yeah. we have to take the podcast <laughs> and then this has been the most this is honestly more off the rails than the mac miller one yeah probably this is what like what is it with rap albums that we cannot get through? I don't know. Okay, Chance began working and recording with the social experiment. <laughs> we have to include that little fucking bit. A, <laughs> a self-described group of bohemian musicians <laughs> consisting of Nico Seagull, Chance the Rapper, Peter Cottontail, uh, Greg La- Landfair Jr., and Nate Fox. <laughs> so many names today. Uh, on May 28th, 2015, TSE released Surf for free. On the American iTunes store, as an iTunes exclusive, the album received high acclaim from music critics, receiving an average score of 86 on review site Metacritic, its standout track being Sunday Candy. Yes. <laughs> Good job. Surf featured many features, and incl- fuck me, including BJ the Chicago Kid, Big Sean, Kyle! <laughs> in his little gaps <laughs> Kyle <laughs> okay, gonna... Jamila Woods No name drawn <laughs> <laughs> Gotta bring it back together Bob Buster Rhymes yeah. J. Cole Janelle Monet uh, Quavo and Quavo Jesus Christ dude <laughs> <laughs> Fucking It's not my fault I'm just stupid <laughs> Quavo from fucking Following Surf, as we mentioned, Chance was heavily featured on Kanye West's uh, The Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bennett has uh, stated in interviews with XXL and Complex that Kanye West, James Brown, MC Hammer, Prince, Lupe Fiasco, Common, Young Thug, Lil Wayne, Esham, Eminem, Souls of Mischief, and Freestyle Fellowship have influenced him. Yes. I actually, it's so funny because uh, Souls of Mischief, I didn't get it until right now, but I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, Makes sense, no, yeah. Makes so much sense. Like, it, it, because so many of the songs on this have, like, almost that step to my girl fucking influence on it. Well, he kind of, it's very evident that Ch- Chance wears his influences, like, right out there. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, Dude, uh, if it's on the nose, yeah. that nose is an elephant trunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if I understand. Because it's right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't get what you were getting at there. Okay, so. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this has been like uh, the most off the rails. Hell of an episode. Okay, uh, track yeah. list and notable singles. Uh, Angels, No Problem, Same Drugs, All Night, Finish Line, Summer Friends, Blessings Reprise, and All We Got. Yeah. There's... Blessings, the OG, I liked as well. Yeah, Blessings, the OG is good. Blessing Reprise. Angels was one of the first um, singles released. It was released in, like, October. Album came out in May. What's the uh, first single on the album? Let me just look it up. Uh, the first song on the album, not the first um, single. All We Got. Okay, I I have to say, this is a part of my criticism for this mm-hmm. album. That is one of the most overproduced songs I've ever heard. And it's like, incredibly muddy. It's so fucking muddy. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like, okay, choose a right time to do a snare. Yeah. Don't just have it going willy nilly like the 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 808s go a little too crazy on that too. And it's but the part is where, where Kanye's like, we know we got in the the bass is like, yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it's what the have fuck notes. is happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when the bass goes really intense, it's incredibly muddy. I mean, the whole album, 
I would say the production is a little bit muddy. The horns are certainly crisp, but I would say as a whole, it's fairly muddy, which was Anthony Fantano's main criticism is that the whole beats were all super muddy. There wasn't anything that distinctive um, individual sound wise on a lot of the tracks. Anthony Bandano. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's one of the things about the album is that that specific song. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. That was very very muddy it was it was jarring to me just because i like i thought that the rest of the album was a lot cleaner yeah. and a lot crisper but it, it was very jarring when like the very first and i had headphones on when i was listening to it the first time and it was just like so much snare i was like why is this happening so much and mm-hmm. i couldn't hear it like I, I actually couldn't hear what they were saying yeah and that was really like annoying because i was like i can't hear you over the snares no, it's yeah, that that track specifically certainly gets muddy. I do like it though. That's one that I do remember listening to quite a bit. Now, though, I I would say I would f- probably agree more on your side that it's a little muddy and then otherwise uh, no problem is maybe my favorite track on the album. I yeah. fucking love that song. Two Chains goes super hard. Fucking Lil Wayne goes super hard. That one's a really good one. Yeah. Uh uh All Night is great. Mm. I I uh you know, been hearing that it at uh, parties and clubs for fucking years yeah. now. You're like, I wonder Just... what that song is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, same drugs. Yeah. That one's oh, same so drugs is really good. Yeah, no, same drugs is nice. He slows it down. It's probably the only real like s- song of chance that like up to that point that really does it in that sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, with like stripped down piano and sa- chance is kind of doing his sing, sing, sing rap thing, and um, yeah, it's very good. I mean, some of the other tracks, my criticism is, is like, I, I get it, and he likes God, but God, some of them are so fucking preachy. Yeah. Um, Like, how great, I mean, the like, Jay Electronica's verse is great, and how great, but, the, like, the fucking, oh my God, it's like, it's fucking two minutes of, how great yeah. is all God? And honestly, for the longest time, I didn't even know that second rap section was in there, because I'd always skip. Really? Yeah, like I probably listened to the album a bunch of times and I'd skip that little section. Wow. I'm not crazy about Juke Jam either. Um, not really one of my favorite songs. I don't I don't think Bieber really adds anything to it. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I heard him on the album. I, I feel like they could have like that part could have been done by someone else. Mm-hmm. Um I mean it's great to have Bieber on the track. They've worked together now in in a couple other tracks, like I'm the one with DJ Cal, and that works pretty good. But this one, I didn't find that. I find that Bieber kind of stuck out like a sore throat. Yeah, it was very noticeable because all the other voices are so deep and rich and soulful. And it's not not saying that Bieber doesn't have a rich, like a like a nice voice. He's obviously a talented singer, but all the other voices are kind of based in gospel style of singing or. You know, and he kind of stuck out a little differently with that. It wasn't soulful. It wasn't. You did know. you did you see all the drama that's going down with Yeah, with I did. Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez yeah. and Kylie Jenner and uh. so many terminally online people. With oh, shit. I oh, love Sarah, it. Sarah Sarah was filling me in. I love it. I'm I'm living for it. She was like, "Can you believe Haley Bieber made fun of Selena Gomez's eyebrows?" It's like, oh my god, I. I I don't know how I'm going to fucking sleep tonight. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with myself. Not Selena Gomez. Not fucking Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place. No fucking way. I will say this. You know what's amazing, though, is that, like, Kylie Jenner lost her shit that, like, Selena ended up getting more followers than her. Yeah. And that's been kind of great because I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I've taken a, a lesson from this is that famous people are shallow. They're really fucking bad not, people. Not saying everybody. There's lots of famous people who are, I'm sure, are good people. But yeah. Kylie Jenner, I don't think, is one of them. I don't think so. No. I think if you get famous for being famous, mm-hmm. that that's where it's and, like. And, I mean, two Haley Bieber's, I was going to say Haley Baldwin's defense. I mean, if my husband dated somebody for eight years and then married me after two months i would have a few questions too yeah yeah I'd probably harbor some insecurities about his former partner i would also be like very uh concerned uh you know about the fact that like it, it, it's very public you know mm. that's the other thing it's not even just that yeah. it was like eight years that he was dating someone it's oh, look at look at us with the nuance takes on real hard-hitting drama yeah. of all the world events to talk about today that's one of them well did you know that ufo uh was spite uh spotted it was spited Ooh. uh spited yeah no there was a ufo by, spotted by, by in our Kylie solar Jenner system instagram no in our in our solar <laughs> system they don't know if it's a if it's an asteroid or if it's uh, a, a sentient thing oh i think it's probably from china another weather balloon 
<laughs> They're fucking going everywhere, I man. Know. Uh, all right, so reception of the album. Yes. Uh, Kellering Book and The Life of Pablo earned him seven nominations and three wins at the 59th Grammy Awards. He won Best New Artist, Best Rap Performance for No Problem, and Best Rap Album. Upon winning, it became the first streaming-only album to win a Grammy. Uh, Coloring Book was met with widespread critical acclaim at uh, <laughs> fuck me acclaim critical acclaim at Metacritic, which assigns a normalizing rating of a hundred uh, uh, to reviews. The mixtape received an average of eighty nine based on twenty one reviews. Pitchfork gave it nine point one out of ten. Enemy was four out of five. Rolling Stone was four out of five. That's actually amazing that they yeah, rated something good for once. I know. Um, uh, it was placed 105 for their list of 200 best hip-hop albums of all time. Uh, in the first week of its release, it debuted at number 8 on the billboards uh, based on 57.3 million streams of the songs, which Billboard equated to 38,000 album units. Uh, it's the first release on the Billboard charts to uh, be charting solely on streams. Uh, which I think is a, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's impressive. Like, I've been looking into it a lot, like, how they're breaking it down now. Mm-hmm. And they still really don't have an idea of, like, no. how to how to figure it out. They also removed a category uh, that used to be for, like, uh, music DVDs. Mm. So if you're, like, if your album, like, if you had, like, a music video DVD to go along with it or, like, a live uh, concert would video count. that would count. Oh, that's bullshit. But they removed that because now everything is online. All the music videos are online. Yeah. And uh, so then they take online streams instead of. Uh, it's because of DJ Khaled, actually. Really? Because that same factor also applied to download codes you gave out. And so he signed a deal with Mountain Dew that his, I think his two albums ago, there's a download code with every Mountain Dew. And so every time somebody bought a Mountain Dew, it counted as a sale. So he charted, even though it had, like, no one listening to it. Really? Interesting. That's amazing. And I know there was also a little bit of that as well with Justin Bieber was uh, asking his followers to play his album uh, on mute. Yeah, um, um, just to play it over and over and over and over and over again, like I was telling the doohickeys to yeah. do. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which like for me is like very funny. Is like you're one of the biggest artists in the world. You really have to ask your audience to play your music on mute to get you on the billboard. He's like, I want to get. I can't remember what fucking song. was it. Peaches. He's like, I want to get Peaches the number one or whatever yeah. one it was. Yeah, he's like, I want to get this to number one. Play it, play it, play it, play it. It's like, fucking so annoying. And you know what's really funny is. That that ended up uh, changing because of uh, Takashi Six Nine mm. doing the exact same thing that uh, Bieber and all those people did, and then when he did it, then Billboard was like, mm, "Let's yeah. change this," and then he was like, "They're stealing it," and yeah, it was I, just like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Man? I'm ha- I'm I'm proud to say I have never listened to any Six Nine. That is a bold-faced lie. You introduced me to 6ix9ine, you motherfucker. 6ix9ine? I don't think I think I'm... Like, you did. When we were living in Toronto... Bullshit. I, I don't, I've i never listened to fucking... You, no, you 100%. Bullshit. What song? The the one where he's got the video with him in the in the bloods on the street. You showed me that song, and that was that was how I got introduced to 6ix9ine. I didn't even know about mumble did rap I, did until I show, then. Did I show you in a positive way? No, you were just like... It, you were showing me that. You showed me that, Bobby Smurda... Uh, okay, maybe I was giving you a deep dive. Because I can honestly say I don't listen to 6 9 Okay. So maybe at that time I was like, oh, look at this guy. But it was but, also right at the peak of his trial and okay, stuff. Okay. So that was a that was a part of it. Because mm. you also were the one that introduced me to his like trial and all the conflict around <laughs> I, him. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I have lied on the stand. I guess I have listened to <laughs> 6 9 in my life. I was so proud of myself. I've never looked him up like on my fucking Spotify. I literally, that is the mm. only time. It might have uh, been Gumby or Gumbo. I forget the name Goomba. of the song. Goomba. Goomba. Yeah. yeah. That one, that one I did, I did listen yeah. to. I, I, I have hate listened to him mm. uh, a few times. I will admit. See, well, <laughs> I guess I've been outed. I, po- I apologize <laughs> to, to the 3% that have made it this far. I apologize to I our listeners. I think it's honestly less this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck. What right, a... We move on because we don't talk about snitches. We don't yeah, talk about snitches. We don't talk about snitches on this episode. All right, Coloring Book became the first uh, <laughs> album to surpass 500,000 with 
only streaming album equivalents. Uh, since its debut in May, the album has stayed on the Billboard chart for 33 consecutive weeks, peaking at number eight. Mm-hmm. All right. We got into the criticism before. Yeah. We talked about it already. Uh, like you said, some of the album, uh, some of the songs get too preachy. I talked about some of it feels overproduced. A little muddy. A little yeah. muddy. A uh, little too many, too many, too many chefs. Mm-hmm. Too many, too, many, too many cooks. 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 Okay. Uh, um, I will say, after listening to this again, I like it left me in such high hopes, like which we talked about earlier for the big day. Like this left me like, oh yeah, I can't wait. What happens next? Like the bad parts you could overlook, like the over the overproduction, the over preachiness um but yeah i don't know if chance will ever reach this point ever again yeah um unfortunately like his his features lately have not been good either um all of his singles have not been good even the singles leading up to the big day were not very good um he kind of lost that oomph the oomph that was i think is like he makes upbeat He's positive. He's fucking happy. It's fast. You can dance to it. Yeah, yeah. It's good fucking turn up music. Um, it's also not like um, goes too far the other way. Like there's some rappers like I don't really listen to. Like I'm not that crazy about Future. Um, but it's like it's not too – there's not too much auto-tune. There's not – you know, he's not rapping about incredibly violent or vulgar things. He's mm. – you know, he's got a lot of humor in his music. Um, which made him unique, which he kind of lost, so it sucks. Yeah. No, it kind of reminds me of the Insane Clown Posse in a way. Mm. <laughs> okay, you need to stop. <laughs> Every time we talk about hip-hop, you're like, it reminds me of ICP. <laughs> I was a juggalo in high school. I was not a juggalo. I <sighs> was a listener of their music, I though. was a gigolo. I'm pretty sure I have a quote you, you said on the podcast. Oh, I was definitely a juggalo. I was, okay. Yeah. Do you think I said I was a juggalo? I don't like ICP. I I'm I'm a fan of. If I want to rage, ICP will get you. Nah, Boogie Woogie Woo is a fucking. If I want to rage, I listen to Limp Bizkit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the same shit. Yeah. I want to break stuff. (laughs) It's just one of those days when you just want to break stuff. (laughs) Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. Limp Bizkit is the soft version of ICP. It's no, true. I, I actually I don't hate ICP, but I do remember you saying you. Were I I think off. it's funny like the amount of hate that they do get though, because like they actually like in the past couple of years have really proved how like fucking chill they are and like mm-hmm. the, like no. they're so cool and like uh they you know uh they were they were like one of the very first things during the pandemic to cancel their festival like they were like it was like. Coachella was happening in a month. Theirs was happening in like six, and they canceled it before. But you know what? It makes it makes sense because it, it would be hard to wear a face mask with all that makeup on. Yeah, I feel like it would be <laughs> even more uncomfortable. But but they like they they uh, also their fan base like it, they their fan base got so ra- like railed hard for. Well, I think they had a really bad reputation. I don't even know why because this was kind of when we were younger. It, I couldn't really say why they had a such a bad reputation, but they did get. They were kind of in that. Um, I would put them kind of like similar to like a Nickelback sort of thing, where they they got clowned on, but people weren't really listening to their. I had to fact check myself, but ICP also hosted a Juggalo counter protest for a bunch of transphobes at one point. And wow! They fucking outnumbered them so hard. So imagine going as like some right winger, like Christian bro, to this protest, and it's clowns on the other side. Fucking amazing! <laughs> that is great. Yeah, I think they just had a bad reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying, like similar to Nickelback, their fans get categorized a certain way. And I think that part of it was because the music industry at the time was scared of them because yeah. they they did stuff that nobody had done at that point. They were an independent artist that was selling out stadiums and mm. charting on, like, getting number one albums despite the fact that they had no radio play and no yeah. MTV play, you know, which... Which, I mean, think about it. Chance did it all independently, too. Yeah. And, you know, he... Which is uh, why Chance is like ICP. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know how to, how to count. 
Um, I don't think I don't think they're that that similar. But, um, anyways, yeah, Chance Chance did do it all independently, which he loved to tell you about, and I don't think I think it was fairly impressive. Um, for the time, uh, what he was doing, I fucking hate you, you're laughing at me, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, this is, our most, this is definitely our most off the rails episode, you oh, 100%, yeah. uh, anybody who's listening to this episode, and this is the first episode that you've listened to, I swear to god, usually we're not this off the rails, yeah, I mean, I went a lot to fucking, uh, I don't even know if I'll be able to listen to this song, <laughs> well, Anyways, anyways, we're at the end, we can okay. review. So we do a dance. review of the album, yeah. we do uh, a review out of ten, the uh, categories we look at are technical element, musical element, mm-hmm. lyrics, reception, album art, and does it hold up. Technical element, uh, that's kind of where my criticism laid in was yeah. with, like, l- layering, but I have to say the songs that are not muddy are so well fucking mm-hmm. done. I would have to go a little higher on it, you know. I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of at like a six and a half or a seven. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at. I think there's some really high points, and there's some. I wouldn't say there's a lot of low points, but there's some meh, meh points on it. So. The the meh points are really meh, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Are, like yeah. I, I then that's why I'd say like I would give it a seven personally. I wouldn't go lower than a seven because yeah. like the other songs are are really, uh, uh well mixed, um, musical element. It's it's interesting because like you know something that we I think have to consider when we're talking about rap albums is uh, the flow of the artist because mm. obviously we're not talking about like the the uh, musical ability of like uh, you know guitar playing or fucking yeah. drumming or anything like that we're talking about uh, stuff that would fall more into the uh, production side of mm-hmm. it when it comes to the sounds but. Flow wise, like he's got a really impressive style, and I was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it it's pretty well shown on the track "Angels." Like, there's steel drums in the background. It's super fast paced, um, you know, and chances just spitting fire after mm-hmm. fire after fire bar, and it's really, really good. Um, so I, I think he, like, he picks his producers and I mean the people he works with. Um, Often he picks them carefully, and they suit his his style. Yeah, I mean the, the the beats are unique as well. They're not as common as what's in most hip hop. Most hip hop beats are they're down. There's heavy bass. Um, you know, there's not a lot of um, you know, high 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 points in the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he he embraces that and he runs with it. I I would agree. I'd probably give musically eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah, I think, it, I think it's punchy. I think, I think it's, it's very punchy. Yeah. Because um, even on the ballads, it's punchy. Like, yeah. even on the slower songs. Um, <clears throat> lyrically, really impressive. Yeah, I think uh, there's some great bars. Uh, there's I mean, some fucking amazing bars. There's certainly bars. some doo-doo bars as well. Yeah, uh, but I would say the great bars outnumber the doo-doo bars. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I would say, like, there's there's some lines that I would hear that just made me laugh so hard. Yeah, I, I might, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of more in the mid on this one. I think Chance of Chances had some had some really good lyrics. I mean, even now seeing where he's gone, myself might also affect how I look back on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, he had some uh, he had some really good points on this album. I don't think there's too many stinkers from him and from from his end. I mean, like some of them, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like the fact that she like he's talking about this girl farting on his car seat is like just so dumb. Like it's like, oh yeah, it's like yeah, you're really like proving a point there, Chance. Um, I go mid. I'm gonna give it a seven on this. Seven. Yeah. I'll All right. Seven. Yeah. All right. I could I could meet you with that. I could do a seven. So right mm-hmm. now we're at a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Reception. Very well received. Yeah, it was received really well. I mean, it got rap album of the year at the yeah. Grammys, um, and and it was nine out of ten across the board with all the reviews. Yeah, and he uh, performed it at the Grammys, and uh, I would say we we got to give it a ten. Yeah, on reception, um, just because I mean he he garnered great, you know, tons of awards yeah. and great reception on it. So it's got to be at least a ten on that. Um. Okay. So we're at we're at a, a, a seven point five or an eight. Yeah, I believe so probably around an eight. Uh, and then album art, I'd say it's really cool. It's Kind of the same as his last album, though, like Acid Raps. It yeah, I don't looks think the it's same. anything um, special. No. Um, I mean, it's cool that he included his hat. Like, that's his big thing. The three hat is his big thing. The Weekends uh, album that came out that year looked the exact same. Which one? The the one that had, like, Starboy on it. Oh, I don't think it looks the same. It looks very similar. I I, I don't think Starboy's so. Starboy's like a silhouette of a man with his face. Yeah, I think, I think you're thinking of... Dangling. I think you might be thinking of Don FM. Maybe. 
the yeah you might be thinking of Don FM with uh, or 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 after hours yeah because Starboy is like he's like crouching down and yeah that's the one I'm talking about yeah, it doesn't look anything like it I I mean it's similar in that it's like centerpiece it's person. Red. Fucking but, red background. Spencer, that could be a, <laughs> like a ton of albums. Okay, well, it's al- like this ICP album. Uh. Actually, it is a lot like an ICP album. It it looks a lot like the Great I, Malenko. Okay, I would I, just like to say that. I uh, I think it's. Uh, I don't think it looks anything like Starboy, um, but anywho, it's uh, it's an okay. Yeah, it's, it's an okay album cover. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd say like I I'll be consistent. I'll give it a seven there too. Um, I think Chances had a like the only one that's really different is the Big Day it doesn't show him when mm-hmm. his first album showed his face, second album showed his face, third album showed his face. So I'd, I'd I'd go a seven two. So we're we're at like a again we're at a seven and a half out of ten. Does mm-hmm. it hold up? Yeah, I think I'd say so. it does. I think overall it holds up. I mean, there's still a lot of bangers that I can go back and oh, listen yeah. to. I can't say I really revisited this album until we said we were going to do it. I hadn't listened to it in a long time, but it was it was nice to go back and listen to it. So I say certainly it holds up. All night still fucks yeah. every time. Nice. Every time I hear nice. that, I'm just like, all night we'll be drinking all night. We'll be drinking See, that's all like night, we'll not one of my favorite yeah. tracks. Really? No, no. I'm I, I like it, but it's not one of my favorites. That one, I, I don't know. I just super dig it. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, I super dig you, and I super dig you. I, three people listening. Okay. Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been another episode of Misfits on Vinyl. Uh, if you like it, give us a rating. Give yes. us a follow. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a week. <laughs> yeah, we sure will. Come on tour. Come Fucking on tour. Buy my tickets. Yes. Anal contusions. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Misfits on Vinyl, hosted by Spencer Streichert and me, Aaron Walsh, and of course produced by Sam Sam the Tech Man, Sam Lindsay. If you like us, please rate us, subscribe to us, share us. Our socials are Misfits on Vinyl Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to send us an email with any suggestions or criticisms, uh, we love that shit, so send it away. It's Misfits on Vinyl at gmail.com. We love you guys. Thank you.